This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome to the third hour of a special edition of the Gun Sports Radio Show. Live from the crossroads of the West Gun Show in Del Mar. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz. All right, folks, this is FM 96, AM 1170. The answer. Oh, he's there. He's there. Hey, this segment brought to you by the good folks at A.O. Sword Firearms. Holy smokes. Have you been to A.O. Sword Firearms in El Cajon? They've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith and an old-school lathe and mill machine shop. The guy's awesome. Uh, they can do anything from mild repairs to full custom firearms, everything in between. Aylesworth Firearms Stores located 929 East Main Street in El Cajon. You can go to their website at aosword.com or call them at 619-749-4867. You can build, buy, or repair. That's Aosword Firearms. Go to the place where everything is firearms. That's aosword.com at 619-749-4867. Hey, Michael, who you got for the guest? We have an awesome special guest. First time he's ever been on the show. Uh, Lenny McGill from the Glock Store. Hello, Michael. How you doing, man? Hey, hey Lenny, how you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I... Have never advertised on your show, and I should. Well, we uh, we talked to you three years ago, and here you are. Yes, <laughs> and we're happy to have you. Well, three years ago, we just opened the new store yeah. in Bernie Mesa. And right. then, but you've been doing this business for years and years. The gun well, business, like 1988 or something. 83. Or? I did the, uh, the the pistol tournament for ESPN. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so oh, I've been around awesome. the, the gun business for yeah. a while. Yeah, you've been around for quite some time. So well, well, I, do you have I, more than one Glock store in town? There's one Glock store. Okay. Uh, we opened. A, we moved from the Murphy Canyon location to the. Um, yeah. Uh, Ruffner Street, oh, 4770 Ruffner. Okay. So you guys facility. came over just when we moved in, I remember. Right, right. And right. I, I should have, you know, jumped on it because, hey, you sound great on the radio. Oh, we have, well, you know what? It, 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 nobody else, I hate to say it, is talking about the other side of the issue. Right. All you hear is negative, 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 including the, you know, the, the gun show out here. And this is why we worked really hard, thank you to San Diego County gun owners, for getting us out here so we can continually for what? What are we here? Four hours? Live Four hours, hours yeah. yeah. And our podcasts have taken off. We started a podcast yeah. about a month and a half ago, and it's just off the charts. Well, so. you could tell the need. Right. And you guys do it on one-on-one at your store. Yep. I know you do. Right. Now you talk. I bet you 90% of what you do at your store is answer questions. Well, people always want to know. Because they what, don't know. What are the laws? We don't know either. No. <laughs> they keep changing. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you don't even know what they yeah, are. Every other day, it's different, you know. So yeah. uh, even with this ammo law, and, and, you know, where's it end? Yeah. You know, I mean, and what's Gavin Newsom going to do next? Oh, don't even get me well, started. Well, you guys do a great job on your YouTube channel, your, your social media yeah. channel. You guys have an enormous following. I mean, your, your local shop. It was funny. I was ordering from you guys from your catalog for, I don't know, years. Then one day looked on the back and saw that you were in San Diego. That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah at the old Murphy Canyon place. Sure. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Neat. you know. Yep. And now, you know, you open up the big, beautiful shop, but uh, you guys have a national reach, right? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, our social is huge. You know, Facebook is 200,000 plus, 300,000 plus. Uh, Instagram is over 150,000. Uh, we get a lot of traction on that, and, and you know we are Glock specialists, but we also get a lot of traction just on the the gun business in general. Yeah, right. any accessory, any type, anything having to do with shooting, especially Glocks, right. you guys carry it. Any little special part, yeah. but if you walk into your store, 
it doesn't feel like a big national store. It feels like friends. It almost kind of. Did you guys? Let me ask you. Did you? I've always wondered this. Did you kind of design it after like an Apple store? Absolutely. I, did yeah. you really? Yeah. I actually, uh, uh, it's the same tile. That's the one thing that really makes it. You know, the, the actual tile floor is yeah. the same gray tile. Uh, in fact, I'm doing the same thing in Nashville. We're opening a store in Nashville now, and so we're 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 developing uh, another. Glock store in Nashville, and the same thing. I'm looking for the same tile. It's lightly, it's you know, lit up very bright. It's nice. Uh, the people are nice. I've got some great people yeah. working for me. I'm yeah. super, super blessed with that. You know who's the best? You tell me, Brittany. Oh, you're right. Brittany's the best. <laughs> She's the best. But everybody that works for you is so knowledgeable and nice. I mean, you walk in there, you know, you feel like you're walking in and, and talking to a bunch of friends. Well, you know, we, we you know, except I, I, they know what they're talking about. My friends don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> One of the things we try to do is uh, is not tell people what they want, but ask them what they want, and right. then go yeah. from there. You know, versus you know, a lot of gun shop owners or, or gun shop employees are, have a tactical, practical. You got to do this, and you got to do that, and it's it's you know, you know, our clientele is kind of high end. A lot of you know, yeah. high achievers come into our place, yeah. and, and they don't yeah. want someone to sit there and talk to them like they're stupid. You know, they want an intelligent conversation they want some respect and we try to give our customers respect and you guys have a, you, you have a range as well yep but your range is very unique uh tell people what's different about your range well years ago you know i've been in business a long time and, and you know shot down a lot of range alleys or lanes and after a while that becomes a little boring and you know i thought to myself i said well this is you know kind of not only boring but somewhat impractical for self-defense and your competition mm-hmm. so I thought, okay, what could be better? And I, I could design a combat room, we call it, or a tactical room. So now you can shoot in multiple directions. The other thing about shooting down a lane with other people that you don't know is you don't know who they are or how skilled they are. So uh, I, I was always concerned about the quality of, of the individual next to me is, you know, are they safe? Yeah. Are, they they the are, <laughs> yeah. they, are they sane? Are they straight? You know, are they, yeah. you know, are they, as far as, are they, are they stoned? You know, who knows? So we wanted to make sure that uh, we, we created a shooting environment that is safer. It's uh, more uh, practical, tactical, in a sense that you have the ability to shoot at multiple targets. Oftentimes in some of those lane ranges, uh, if you shoot too fast, they say, hey, lane seven, slow down. Yeah. You know, you're shooting too fast. And you're kind of like, what do you mean too fast? Well, they're afraid someone's going to get out of control. We encourage our people to shoot fast, and you're in the room basically by yourself with an instructor. So, the idea is that we expect you to, you know, learn how to shoot fast because that's what self defense is all about. So, how does it work? And I actually get this this question a lot, Lenny, because it's 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 a unique. You know, people are used to, hey, give me a lane. Here's right. a target. Here's eyes and ears. Right. Go. Right. Um, I, people ask me a lot. Well, how does it work? Like you go in and you say and you want to shoot. Like, how does it work? What well, do they that's do? That's a good question. Uh, it's, it, we are basically a Pilates studio versus a family fitness center. Right. So you work with an instructor. Now, depending upon your skill level and where you're at and what you want to accomplish, you can let him just set targets up and just go at it yourself. Or he can run you through drills that we have, you know, kind of established based upon your skill. So if you want to work on concealed carry, we can work out of a holster. If you want to work on uh, competition, we can work out of a holster and work with a timer. If you just want to learn how for self-defense, you can pick a gun up off the table and shoot. So there's a lot of things you can do in this range you can't do at a normal range. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And, and the, the idea, the other thing we can do, too, often people buy lights and lasers. Yeah. They never use them because you rarely go out and shoot when it's dark out. And in other ranges, they don't turn the lights off. So what we were able to do is turn the lights off or down as it would be in a home scenario uh, when you wake up at 2 in the morning and someone's in your house. Lights aren't necessarily on. So all of a sudden you can use your light and laser and you can see how it responds when you shoot because it's really different when it's dark and you shoot with a light and there's smoke everywhere. All of a sudden 
it's a whole different experience. And you guys did something smart. Um, the so you, you know when you're comparing athletes, for example, you know everybody wants to know, well, how much can you bench? You know, how fast is your forty? You know, there's some standard, you right. know. Uh, measures right, and you guys came up with uh, the GunFit. The GunFit, yeah. which so it's it's. We'll tell people what it is. Well, GunFit is a uh, course of fire we developed. It's real simple. It's close. It's easy in a sense that it's not difficult, but it's difficult in the sense that you can miss a target when it's close when you try to have speed. So the, the difficult thing uh, with people who don't shoot a lot is one, they don't realize how fast you can shoot and be accurate. A lot of people who are not exposed to the competition shooting world have no clue that you can shoot you know 10 shots at five different targets in less than three seconds they just can't wrap their head around that until they see it and wow. once they see it they go oh i get it i get it let me just try that so what we did is we set up a, a scenario where there's three different targets and uh we run them through a drill and they're relatively close and so what typically people will do they'll they'll start to the do and they'll go bang 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 and we say okay that's good so now let's ramp it up a little bit <laughs> next time they go bang 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 okay good that's good now let's ramp it now we want you to not worry about accuracy let's go with speed and then they go bang 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 and all of a sudden they, they may have a miss or two but by the time they do it a bunch of different times and they, and they start to to work hey. their their memory their muscle memory then they are able to Go bang, 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 real quick, and, and keep the shots in that combat circle in, in, in a in a kill zone or whatever. Yeah, well, combat yeah. maybe not uh, combat zone. accuracy. We're there not looking to hit nickels. We're hitting you know eight inch targets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's awesome. a very simple course, but then we'll do double taps and triple taps, and and we'll take people to the point where they've never been before, where all of a sudden they're shooting nine shots at three different targets in less than three seconds. Wow. And they just go, oh, I didn't know I could do that. So practice, did, how practice, did you get, practice. Yeah, I got to say, I, I was very proud. San Diego County Gun Owners at our dinner, we gave you a Lifetime Achievement Award yes. for everything you've done Thank you. yeah. in the career, and we're very proud of that. How did you get into it? I mean, you've been around for, you know, it seems like if anybody that's ever shot a gun in San Diego has seen... You know your videos or your you know something. his modeling you too. Know? He's yeah. a great model. Yeah, and he's hundred and he's hundred and four. That's how he gets away with it. <laughs> he's not that old. Well, you know what's interesting? Uh, uh, you know, everywhere I go, someone recognizes me. It's really crazy, when, especially when I travel. All the TSA guys, all, all the cops in the world, I get pulled over all the time. The cop looks at me and says, "Don't I know you?" And I go, <laughs> what a beautiful and, man! And I typically don't get a, a ticket. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's nice. That's I saw you in a video. Nice. Didn't I? You're that guy. It has happened. <laughs> My wife goes crazy. Ballistic. She can't believe it. You know. So she said, "You should be getting a ticket." <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, nice wife. Yeah, I know. She <laughs> yeah. she wants to even level the playing field. So okay. So years ago, I was in the radio business, and. Um, one of my customers uh, was a uh, was Coca Cola downtown uh, and off of Euclid, okay. And he and I got along really well. Well, he he was a big customer because they spent a lot of money, right? Yeah. So he actually ended up leaving that job and went over to Channel Four, and he offered me a job to go to Channel Four at Cox Cable, and we he wanted to sell TV advertising at Cox Cable, okay. So I was selling radio advertising. He offered me a job to sell TV advertising. So this it's a pretty interesting story because what happened is. I was selling TV time for Cox 4 before MTV, before ESPN, before CNN, all this stuff. So what was really interesting is that uh, one of my customers at Cox Cable for TV owned the, uh, the Shooter's Emporium in Escondido, Bill we uh, Bob Weaver, if you right, guys don't remember right, Bob. Right. Okay, so, so Bob Weaver, uh, you know, I went up there and convinced him to do some TV time. And we put a commercial on with me shooting an Uzi. 
And you can, that you <laughs> oh, can come wow. rent the Uzi. Remember that way back? And then that yeah. week or that days. month, uh, Reagan got shot. Yeah. And the Secret Service guys pulls out Uzi, so yeah. everybody was dialing oh, Uzi. Remember no. that? Yeah. Uzi was hot. It was Uzi. so right. you could go to his place and rent an Uzi. All right. Hold that. You, you know he's a radio guy. Okay. He's just gonna go and go and go. I gotta get. So a you're clock. ready for a commercial? Yes, I am. I my wish friend. it was my commercial for Glock Story. Well, we'll work on We're that. Hey, good luck to have you. Uh, you we go. got a shoehorn. Okay. I mean, we had to bump our show from one hour to two hours to fit all the commercials. Dude, it's just yeah, the insane, and, and all the people that want to be on. It's just excellent. I love everything. Love you. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break. This is. FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer All right folks, hey welcome back to FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer and this segment is brought to you by the good folks at US Law Shield at any given moment, a situation of self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. With the most comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price, bad guys don't take days off and neither do they. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family, consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at www.uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right, well, since... So we were, we were finishing up Lenny's story. I want to hear the yeah, rest of Yeah, I know. He's a radio guy. Right, I knew we weren't going to get rid of him that quick. I'll tell you real quick here. No, okay. I'll, you I'll go right ahead. I'll give you the elevator speech. So, okay, so... I, was back there with the commercial for Shooters Emporium. Yep. Did a TV show, a TV commercial. He got tremendous response. He and I became good buddies. We, you know, did a bunch of work with him. Did some video stuff for his. Uh, he built a gun uh, that went to the shot show. All that stuff. Meanwhile, one of his managers says to me, "There's a guy in Temecula who has a pistol tournament in Missouri. Hmm. His name is John Bianchi. Uh, yeah, hey. He said, "Go <laughs> see John Bianchi because he wants to put his pistol tournament on TV. You're in a TV business." Holy cow. Bingo. So I go, to, I drive up to John Bianchi's, you know, big old facility, you know, I mean, you know, he's, yeah. you know, coming to work in a limousine, you know, he's, he's a big dog, right? Yeah. So yeah. is that how you got into shooting or were you well, already into uh, shooting? No, that's how I got into it. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, so, so that, I mean, I shot as a kid, you know, yeah. I was, a, uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania, I was yeah. a small game hunter and all that stuff, but, you know, I, had, I was familiar with firearms, but, so I go up and I, um, I meet John Bianchi. Yeah. And I meet him personally, and, and here he's sitting in this elaborate office. I don't know. He, it, he had elephant tusks on the side of his uh, <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. And all these mounted, I mean, mounted animals on the side. It was, it was awesome and beautiful, big old desk. And he's like this, you know, big, you know, legend. You yeah. Know? And he says, I got this pistol tournament out there. And I go, well, okay, let's put it on TV. Because I knew a little bit about TV. And, and, <laughs> and he says, uh, okay, well, uh, I don't have any money for that. I said, I'm looking around his office. I yeah. have no money. <laughs> he says, I'll tell you what I'll do. He says, I'll pay for your hotel rooms. He had a block of hotel rooms out in this hotel in, uh, in Missouri. And I said, okay, but if you do that, I want to have ownership of the show. I'll own the show. So uh, we went out. And he said, okay, fine. So we flew out, went to there. I went me and two other guys. Flew out there. And uh, we... Uh, we videotaped the show. This is back when we had three-quarter-inch tapes. Yeah. Running around with these big old <laughs> yeah. cameras, busting our ass, interviewing the best shooters in the world, John Pride, uh, Brian Enos, you know, uh, Rob Latham was a young kid, you know. Jeez. I mean, uh, Tommy Campbell, you know, I mean, just all these legendary shooters, right? So we go around, we do all that, 
And one day, uh, uh, I, uh, I, I knew there was a, a, a market here. People from all around the country had come, about 250 shooters. So one day, uh, I was driving around town in Missouri. Yeah. We were in Columbia, Missouri. It was after, uh, after the day, after the, you know, that night, we were at dinner time, 10 o'clock, drive by a Kinko's. I'd never seen a Kinko's before. <laughs> Kinko's open 24 hours, right? Right. This is way back. Right. Go in, and I say, you know, I think I'm going to make a flyer and sell a VHS tape. Go to Kinko's. Some, it was a college town, Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. This guy, long hair guy's there, sitting there. He's a stoner, you know, he's, and he goes, what can I do for you? I said, I want to make a flyer. He goes, okay, I can help you. So you, we ended up making this flyer, and we said, we're going to sell VHS tapes of the event. Because when we were running around, people says, what yeah. are you doing? I said, well, we're making a show. For right. it. Well, can I get a copy? And we go, well, okay. Yeah. How do we do that? Yeah. Uh, so, okay, here's the deal. So, so we, I remember, I'm getting paid no money, okay, but I own the show. So I, uh, I basically make a flyer. We fly to the parking lot. We hand out flyers when people say, what are you doing? We interview him. His wife comes up. Can I get a copy? Well, here, here you go. So, so it was a little mail-or form yeah. that had uh, sent a, a check-in for $50 to buy a VHS tape or beta. Check <laughs> uh, you are. Yeah, yeah, that's you how are old I am. That's how old you are. All right, so you had a choice, right? So, uh, and this is before the Internet, before anybody had cameras and cell phones and all that bullshit. So no one had, you know. <laughs> Can I say yeah? that? No. No, you can't say you that. Can't say that. <laughs> All that, All that stuff. stuff. All okay. that stuff. Okay. So, uh, beep. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so here's the deal. So, after the, after the event on Saturday, okay, now this is, this is true. Okay. We're wrapping up cables, getting ready to go. This is at, uh, at uh, uh, Chapman's place uh, yeah. out in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, there's a trailer there with all the, you know, and, and, Bianchi sticks his head out of the trailer. Hey, Miguel, come on over here. You know, and meanwhile, I'm like 23 years old, 24 years old. Right. And he says, come on in here. And he says, I'm talking to some of these guys about that show. And, and so he says, you know, come on in. So I go in, and there's the executives from Colt, Taurus, Smith & Wesson, all these top dog guys, right? Yeah. And he says to me, he says, tell them about that show. You know, it's going to be on that channel you're talking about, <laughs> that, that sports channel. And I said, yeah. <laughs> It's the Entertainment Sports Programming Network, ESPN. Yeah, I've heard of it. They go, what's that? No one had heard of it. <laughs> right. This is way back. And I knew I could buy a half hour of time for $10,000 for the entire nation. Wow. But at that time, it only had like 30 million households. So right. it wasn't everybody. It was just, but still. just starting. So yeah. still. So he says, tell him about that thing. So I tell him about the show. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, okay, here, here's my chance. And so... So I tell them all about it. They go, well, first of all, McGill, wait a second, wait a second. Here, we're drinking wild turkey. Have a shot. <laughs> and I don't drink, you know. And so, but they, you know, this is my sales pitch. Right. So, okay, yeah, have a shot of wild turkey. You know? yeah. so, ah, you oh, know? my God. Yeah, so, okay, so I give them the pitch. And at the end of the pitch, I say, look, there's six of them. I say, all I need is each one of you guys give me $5,000. I'll make a commercial for you. I'll put it on. It'll go on ESPN. It will have a show on TV for the pistol tournament. And the guy from Colt says, oh, my God, $5,000. And Bianchi says, you got that in your pocket. <laughs> so I see, you know, so Bianchi's pressuring these guys because he wants it to be on because it was called the right. Bianchi Cup. Right. He wanted his name to be on TV. Uh, you know, he was, you know, that was his deal. So, so he pressured them all in to do it. And they all agreed to give me $5,000. And there were six of them. So I got $30,000. And the 30, so I bought the time from ESPN. I went back, edited the show, had a show on. So meanwhile, we had passed out all those flyers, right? So what happened... And here's the best part, is that I start getting checks in the mail for $50. <laughs> so I got 15, or uh, excuse me, I got uh, 500 checks for $25,000 of people who wanted a VHS copy all around the world. We sent them all over the world. Oh, my gosh. So all of a sudden, I thought, well, this that is kind of a business. light bulb goes yeah, off. Okay, like, I can do this. So yeah. then I got a call from the guys at the Steel Challenge. 
And they said, hey, can you come up here and videotape this? I said, sure, as long as I can own the show. Yeah. So we went up to Steel Challenge and did that. And then I started that company, Gun Video. And the Gun Video thing uh, kind of just, I, I did the Steel Challenge. I did the Masters. I did the Soldier of Fortune event. Yeah. And I did, then the NRA called and said, can you come out here and do something? So I did the High Power Rifle with the NRA. Uh, I, I did the uh, Bullseye for NRA. I did uh, uh, their shotgun tournaments. I did all these tournaments all around the country, mostly at Camp Perry. And then, uh, you know, start traveling around the country just doing videos. And that's, I, that's what kicked it off. Yeah, so that's I was in the video. Business. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the connection to Glock. So what I did, probably early 90s, I did a video on Glock. Because at that time, I had a, you know, a production studio. I was totally into the video business. Had uh, a bunch of people working for me. We were spitting tapes out all around the country. Uh, this is before DVDs, of course. And then I uh, did a video on the Glock. Brand new gun. How yeah. to take it apart and put it together. What year What year are we in? 90? Uh, probably 90, 91. Okay. Yeah, right. Early on. And then from there, I did a... Uh, uh, that sold tremendously well. Yeah. I did another one on how to customize your Glock. Oh, wow. Nice. Sold a ton of those. And then people started calling up and saying, can I buy that part? <laughs> and I said, sure. So I'd call up and we'd start buying and selling parts. And then because I had been exposed to so much uh, uh, customizing your gun yeah. at the USPSA Nationals and the Bianchi Cup and all those custom guns people were doing, I realized we could do a, some of those things to Glocks. Wow. So I started making some pieces, and I had the machine shop make some pieces and started selling a lot of pieces. And all of a sudden, I realized, hey, I'm selling so many pieces, I should have my own machine shop. So we have a machine shop now. Yeah. So now we have uh, uh, 12 CNC machines. And that's how the Glock store was wow. all. And I, all I sell. Now, were you, were you actually sponsored by Oakley at any time? Because I remember no, the, no, they, I remember but the I glasses. Did, they gave they were, me glasses. <laughs> Oakley so that was, was smart. smart. That yeah. was smart of them. Well, they were, they were very smart. They gave all the influencers, yeah. Rob Latham, Brian Edos, you know, uh, Chip McCormick, all those guys, free glasses. Wow. So they would wear them. Anybody else wanted to buy them. Yeah. And they gave them to me because I was on TV. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. Well, you know, anybody, if uh, if you're curious and you wanted to see Lenny in Oakley's, um, what, something I did about, I think about two years ago, I bought something. I bought some part from the Glock store. The part shows up, and in there is, uh, along with the part, is a little uh, DVD. Oh, yeah. So, okay, what could this be? So I throw it in there, and it's uh, Lenny McGill's tips on increasing your shooting speed, I think. And it looks like it was made probably in the 90s or so, but... If you want to see Lenny, and it looks just like Baywatch. That's exactly what you're Lenny's everywhere. <laughs> Got the hair everywhere. And I thought, this is like, this is classic. And, yes. Uh, well, that's awesome. I don't know if you still get those. in the I, don't, I haven't gotten them the last couple of things I've ordered from you. No, no, not everywhere. But, you know, what's interesting, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the business, you know, certainly the video business has grown. Our YouTube channel is huge. You know, we've got... Uh, 30 million views on, on it's, it's amazing so yeah. we've done very well all right somebody give this guy an yep. invoice will you yeah. all right well, there you go right. hey folks i'm coming back awesome. here it's are, the man. clock store and in I, Kearney mesa yes it is 4770 roughner street that's where you the come up and shoot i'll let you shoot for website Glockstore.com. hey how hard is that yeah. see yeah. and thanks for all the support you give to sandy no, well thank you guys yeah. and thanks for what you do and everybody it's been right. a pleasure, pleasure and, uh, good to see you man the show's great thank you my contact pleasure. me i'll spend money with you my pleasure man <laughs> all right you. folks hey we this love you, is Lenny. thank you fm 96 1 awesome. am thank 1170 you. the answer <laughs> The answer. And this segment is brought to you by 
Where is that? I got it on here. So, oh, San Diego County Gun Owners. How can I mess that one Never up? Never heard of them. Yeah, San Diego County Gun Owners, folks. You really need to get involved. SDCGO.com. You can join today for as little as $10. Help support the community. Help get the word out. And if you're having a hard time trying to figure out who you want to vote for, you know, with the upcoming local elections, they got a, a voter's guide. And I can tell you, these folks work their you-know-what off making sure that if they say this is the person to vote for, you can go ahead and vote for that person, even if you don't know them, with a clear conscience. San Diego County gun owners, we can't do it without them. All right, son, uh, so we don't. And we now, not just San Diego County gun owners, we've now expanded into Orange County gun owners. So you got too many. Sorry. If you're listening from Orange County, check out Orange County gun owners. Yes, sir. Uh, if you're listening in Riverside, there's Riverside County gun Is owners. everything linked yes. to San Diego County gun owners? Go to our website. You can find everybody else. And it's, then click yep, and go. San Bernardino County yeah. gun owners. I mean, it's amazing how much we've grown. And what do you do in San Francisco? Yeah, well, it's on the it's it's the Bay coming. Of pigs, we're moving up there. Let it's me coming. know when you go. I'm going with you. It's coming. I mean, you know, <laughs> they, they they actually just lost their very last gun. There was one gun shop in San Francisco. What what are there like six million people, something like that, in the city of San Francisco? It's, yeah, maybe maybe not that big, but you know, and they had one gun shop and they just lost it. So you know, there are some gun owners in San Francisco. They didn't lose it because they didn't have customers. No. We have a lot of listeners there. So when I look at the podcast and where that where people download yeah. them at, San Francisco is number three. San Diego is first. Los Angeles, San Francisco is number three. Oh, so we have so a you, lot of listeners. It's like people listening to uh, Radio Free America. It's you know? true. Yeah, deep behind enemy lines, they're listening. As Dave's throwing grenades at kids at the gun show. Right in that forehead. You see that? Yeah, that was a great shot. Well, great it didn't catch. go off. So, so you know good. there are people listening. So there's going to be one day you're going to see a San Francisco County gun owners everywhere. We just yeah. got to grow into it, and yeah. we can't grow without members. So yeah, we need people sign involved. up. $10. You can't buy lunch for $10. Hey, how cool was that Lenny interview? Yeah. Lenny's what? great. Lenny, yeah, that was fun. with the 33 and a third long playing mouth, he did phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, he did great. He's an old radio guy. You know, we just, we hit a hot button, boy. I mean, he was fired up. He loves being, you could tell he loves being on radio. Yeah, that was cool. But he's good. You know, he, he's very informative. He knows how to, you know, he knows what he's done. Yeah. It's awesome. So, Joe, you wrote an awesome blog this week. Ah, I did. So, I'm, I'm up. You're All up. right. <laughs> Well, you yeah, you are now. All right. You're always up. We're coming up. back in the next hour, too, so don't feel bad. Okay. Well, good. We'll talk about lots of stuff. The um, Yeah, this week, uh, you know, revisited a uh, an important subject is the these gun-free zones. And uh, and it's really, of, of the bad gun laws that we have to deal with, I mean, that's that's one of the most dangerous ones. And, um, you know, I think those those gun-free zones are responsible for a lot of the, uh, a lot of deaths, uh, I think that are completely avoidable every year. Good deal. So, um, came across an incident that, that had me thinking about these, and um, it happened back in Tennessee. And uh, a woman named uh, Nikki Goser, I guess, had um, had her husband uh, shot in front of her in a restaurant in Tennessee. And what's, I mean, a, a, aside from that tragedy, how terrible that is, what's um, what was extra, I guess, um, horrifying about it, is uh, Goser is a uh, concealed carrier. So she had a concealed carry yeah, gun really that sick. she left outside in her car <clears throat> to be compliant with, um, sure. with Tennessee law uh, because it was banned in that spot. And, um, you know, it's just tragic when that yeah. kind of stuff happens. And you read about that, you know, things like that that happen. Because if you think about it, probably, uh, I think it's over 90%, I want to say about 96%, 
of like the mass shootings we have take place in gun free zones. Gun free zone. wow. And these people uh, look for gun free zones. They know that, and well, that's of not theory. Yeah. I mean that they've got that from material they get from their computers and everything after an incident. Uh, from the ones, the shooters that survive have told the police that. Right. And a lot of them are concerned with body count, and a lot of them look for places where they can just shoot people. I know, it's crazy. So the, one of the good things, I guess, that came out of that tragedy was that um, they uh, convinced the, the legislature in Tennessee, after that happened, now decided to revamp their, their laws concerning gun-free zones. And they took a step in the right direction. They're still, they need to go a lot further, but... What they did was they said, okay, places that are going to ban guns or places where guns are banned in public, those places need to provide security. They need to provide metal detectors, ah, things like that. They also did kind of the opposite of what uh, we did in California here, where they went back to um, places around schools, parks, and places where, where schools uh, are in session. And um, they returned a lot of the, uh, the local jurisdiction back to uh to the local people so they said that um you know if you've got public buildings things like that then the local authorities get to decide okay are they going to be gun free are they not going to be gun free so that was certainly a move in the right direction but um you know a long way to go and um so i thought i'd write about that this uh this week and you know the gun free zones doing away with gun free zones is something that that cost absolutely no money right. and would absolutely save lives every year. And uh, fortunately, an easy thing to do. And um, and just makes sense. Yeah. They keep yeah. talking about common sense gun laws. Well, all right, let's, uh, let's yeah. do some common sense gun laws. Like, make sure Speaking we don't know. Speaking of which, how are you going to secure your guns? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's... Do you know uh, anybody? I happen to... We happen to have somebody right here. Who do you have? Jeff from Keep Safe of California. He uh, comes to us from about three booths down yep. here at the gun uh, show. He's been and, very busy, I noticed. Yep. And keep safe, California. You guys sell safes. Yes. Gun safes, home safes, any sort of safes that will secure your guns, ammunition, documents, anything like that of the nature. And when so, so, someone's purchasing a, a safe, what are they looking for? Because I heard that you, you know people are, are focused on going through the front of them, but what about going through the side? People just take a Dremel and away you go for the strongest safes. Uh, Dremel will be a little difficult to operate All right. uh, against yeah. these safes. Uh, but the, you got to remember three things is tools, time, and know-how. you got to have those. Yeah. And your typical burglar is not coming in with that uh, yeah. in his back pocket. So uh, if, if, if they're able to accomplish those three aspects, that's because they already know it exists. Yeah. Uh, so it's an inside job or anything like that. So... The, the typical burger is doing a smashing five-minute smashing grab, right. so they're not going to have that kind of equipment to begin with. So, so, so for your company, do you deliver and install? I do deliver and, and, and install them, so and I'll show you how to operate it. I just had to throw that out there because yeah. those little boys are a little on the heavy side. They are, but again, right equipment does the job. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you come out to someone's home and, and do a, like a site inspection? Because, you know, they may want it someplace where you'll say, mm, that's not a good place for it to be. I Once I'm there, I'll usually uh, give them, give your them advice. ideals. Yeah. Well, when, when, in the middle of the sale, I already can uh, assess where they kind of want to put it and, and what the obstacles are going to be gotcha. and can address that right then and there. Right. Uh, but then if they're undecided on where they want it to locate it, I'll say, okay, fine. 
two spots, and then when I get there, I'll let you know which one. And that's really that, important, so. too, because a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to order a safe. Yeah. It's going to be delivered to my house. It's all good. <laughs> and then this thing shows up in this huge crate. It weighs 600 pounds, and they're going to lose fingers. They're going to lose toes. This oh, is a yeah. dangerous operation. Yes. Yes. So uh, having a professional come and set it is well worth whatever the guy wants to charge. Well, like I said, right tools do opinion. the right job. Yeah. So, you know, I know Safety. engines, but I'm no mechanic, and I don't have the tools to that's do that right. type Well, there you job. go. I tell so, everybody... If if you're going to do it more than once, buy all the tools. If not, right. hire a professional. Right. So what got you into safes? Uh, it's, a, it's a little funny. Um, the, the previous owner, uh, Doug, if you guys remember him, you should all know him. Oh, yeah. And everything. I, I met him through um, scuba diving. He was my instructor. And I started working with him on the side uh, when I was laid off from a, my previous job. And then I just I, I got into it. I liked it. Uh, I liked the hours, the, the company. Uh, the the money it's good yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, you need just, some exercise I need exercise but uh, you know being able to make my own schedule and, and run my own business and stuff so, where are you located um, down in San Diego Claremont area okay so you're in the Kearney Mesa area mm-hmm. you can give us an address it's okay uh, right there off of Balboa all right yeah Balboa and, and it's called Safe Gun or Safe uh, Keep, keep Safe, safe keep of California safe. so mm-hmm. and it's not just necessarily gun safes any kind. Home saves, gun saves, any uh, drop saves for uh, your business, in-floor saves. Different st- sizes. Different sizes. You know, uh, if you're just, yeah. you know, you want it in the ground to hide, whatever, I, I sell those also. So if you need a safe, you're the man. If you need a safe, come to me. There so I know go. a lot of people in San Diego, their big concern is fire. Just how, how, how fireproof are safes? Well, nothing's ever fireproof, but a lot of them are fire rated, and uh, you can go between 30 minutes up to two hours, uh, well, between 1,200 degrees up to 1,850. So it's really boils down to the preference. You know, if you're an East County kind of person and, <laughs> and you've been through a fire before, then you know what you need. So, 0307. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the what's the most uh, fire resistant safe out there? What's what's if that's your main concern? What what what's the what's the make and model? What, do, what would you recommend somebody? Uh, so different manufacturers do different ones. So I sell for two different uh, two manufacturers, and with my American Security, um, they have one that's both in gun and uh, like a office safe have yeah. a two hour fire rating. One's at twelve hundred degrees, another one at eighteen fifty. Wow. So, Two hours at 1850? Yes. Wow. So what that typically stands for is that that safe will last a solid two hours at that temperature <laughs> consistently. Now, 1850 is pretty hot. Like That's, that's, that's hot. That's hot. Like a, a, a normal house fire is, I would guess. Normal house fire uh, burns uh, like half that. at about <laughs> 1100 degrees. Okay. So even with the 1200 degree rating, you're already 100 over that. And then when they're testing most of these safes, what they're also looking for is the internal temperature, and mm-hmm. the inside doesn't get above 350 at that time, at that temperature. Uh, so if we know paper burns at 451, that means you're already 100 degrees under in inside and 100 degrees rated over outside. Mm-hmm. Well, so if somebody's looking for a safe that is uh, fire rated that high, um, and, uh, you know, it's something they're going to put into a hall closet or their bedroom closet or something like that. What, what kind of budget are we looking at? Uh, most of the safes I have can in range between uh, 400 up to well of five, six, seven, eight thousand. Yeah, dollars I know. So, sky's the limit, yeah. right? <laughs> but, but if you're just a regular, you know. Uh, I would say what I have on the floor, uh, we're looking at between... 500 to 2,000. Okay. So yeah, it's reasonable. like anything else. If you find 
a safe for $39.95, you better not put nothing really important in there. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I got to call my wife and tell her to take it yes, back. Yes. Yes. Because I told her you need to have that for all of her important papers. So she comes back with this thing made out of plastic. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't want to name the name of that, but yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right yeah. there with you. And that's important. All right. Hey, well, it's been great. Uh, again, right. you got a website? Yes. Uh, KeepSafeCalifornia.com. All right, folks. Check them out. Tell him you heard it right here on KCBQ, and he'll buy you a cup of coffee. Hey, this is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio. We're down here at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. They're packing it up, so if you missed it, don't worry. Next year, they're going to have five more here. So, I don't know about here, but they're going to have five more shows, right? Yeah, here. It's all here. All here? Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Hey, folks, again, this is, you know, if you're looking to do some construction work and you don't know who to go to, well, check out TD Construction. Either you're doing a kitchen remodel, adding on to your house, or maybe you're going to have them build a complete house. TD Construction does it all. Family-owned and operated, somebody you can totally trust. Don't overpay. Call TD Construction first, 619-448-2353, 619-448-2353, or visit them on their website at www.tdbuild.com. That's tdbuild.com. And remember, they are A-plus rated with the BBB. All right, Michael, who you got? I have a fantastic guy who uh, actually does a lot of things. So I don't want to introduce him as any as any one thing. I'll just introduce him as Gary Brennan. How you doing? Uh, how, how are you doing? Uh, extremely uh, effective, hardworking, passionate activist here in San Diego and involved in a lot of things. So uh, what, what brings you to the gun show today? Uh, this weekend, I've been working as the lead for the California Rifle and Pistol Association's booth. So Excellent. How did it go? Not bad. It's kind of slow, but I think the overall, the show is a little bit slow. Maybe the December thing, and everybody's already spent all their money for Christmas, but we still did pretty good. Uh, probably uh, about 18, 19 new memberships. Which Congratulations. Not bad. Congratulations. Not bad. And a lot of Q&A. Lots, lots of, of questions. Uh, yeah, because I mean, we we're running a lot of litigation and uh, through CRPA and and what we're doing here, and uh, you know, we got the gun show back too, and with you guys' help and a lot of other people. But, so uh, you'll know when to quit when you come out here and sit for two days or three days and nobody asks you a question. <laughs> well, then t- you'll know t- you've done your job. Today I was pretty lucky. I had uh, I had two good volunteers, and they're they're working the booth, and I had a chance to come over here and oh, talk good. to you guys. Good, 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 yesterday good. I was here by myself, and that was a long day. <laughs> uh, see, so there were more people than you thought. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And you do a whole lot more. Talk, what are some of the other organizations you're involved with? Oh, geez. Um, well, I'm president of San Diego County Wildlife Federation, which is a conglomerate of about 20 organi- sporting organizations, dog clubs, fishing clubs. And hunting clubs in San Diego County. Yeah, which we're new members. Joe's our, our delegate. Yep. Yeah, we're glad that you're on board, too, because it brings a whole bunch more people into uh, when we go talk to our legislators. You know, yeah. that's the whole thing, and that's one of the reasons we got together and formed this coalition. So 
when we do go talk, we're talking Ooh. as 20,000 San Diegans or even more now. So, um, yeah, so, we're glad. So tell to, a little bit about that. So San Diego Wildlife Federation. Yep. Tell a little bit about what's the mission, what, 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 who, who else is involved, or what are you guys looking to get accomplished? Pretty much uh, what we're – our mission is to – increase the amount of hunting opportunities in san diego county fishing opportunities uh places where we can get outdoors with our hunting dogs and train them properly uh so that we don't lose them and have them go running off into the wilderness when we're out there um a couple of things we have on board right now is uh, we've been working to increase the crow hunting season which was actually shortened down in hollenbeck canyon in south county uh, by two months in order to protect the nesting endangered species birds, right? Well, the problem is, is you take the hunters out there that are going after the predators, the crows that are predating on the nesting endangered species birds. Right. Well, okay, which is worse? Yeah. And so uh, it's in the lands package. It's going to come up before the commission, Fish and Game Commission in April, and it looks like it's going to pass. And then what it'll do is it'll open up the crow season for the full period of the state so it, it, what's interesting about that is that you know the 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 folks that are normally maybe on the opposition side they don't like hunting you guys are mean we like cute little fuzzy bunnies yeah you know that group are now this is kind of a way for you to say hey look uh this is how we help these cute little fuzzy animals that you guys uh, think are adorable and i mean this is true land management this is right. true uh, uh, environmentalism, if you will. It'll be good for the habitat because we're going to take out some of the crows that are not really native to the area, and we're going to help the birds with minimal impact of the hunter, you know, because uh, and there's not a lot of people that are going to want to go down to Hollenbeck Canyon and hunt crows, but they do have an abundance of crows down there. And right. the other project we we're working on is there's a project off of Muzzy Grade up near Ramona. It's called Kenyatta de San Vicente. And uh, land management package has been done since 2016, and they haven't done anything to get it through the commission until we were the squeaky wheel, got on board and started pushing it. And that's also in the lands package. So that's, that's two real big things that uh, we've been involved with this year. Um, that's awesome. So yeah. it's, that's awesome. It's been been pretty busy. I'm also on the uh, California Hunting Conservation Coalition, so about once a quarter I have to go up to Sacramento or elsewhere in the state and sit down with the leads of all the organizations and discuss hunting issues, fishing issues, uh, sportsmen's issues. And our whole idea is we want to be able to recreate with everybody else and uh, and not get things taken away. So if we can get something taken away and have it opened up in another area, Hey, this is a beautiful thing, and right. and that's yeah. pretty much what we're about. We know, and it's a good it's a good match with San Diego County gun owners with you guys too, with the Wildlife Federation, because it, uh, and I'm not sure why this is, but it seems like the same people that don't want anyone to have guns, don't want anyone to be hunting, they don't want anyone to be fishing, they right. don't want anyone don't using go all fruits. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's that same mentality, that same group. So it's it's good that we're on board with you guys now. I think that's a good match. Well, I, I think so, too, and like I say, we've talked about it for a few years. And, uh, yeah, and volunteer you know organization. It was a good time to do it, and, uh, you know, like I say, we welcome the San Diego County gun owners in because, like I said, it brings a, a, lot more, a lot more people, a lot more experience, and a, and a lot more 
diversity into the federation and so we're not just a bunch of old white guys sitting around that's right uh, if that's politically correct no to say, it's but, not but it's it's kind of one of those things yeah. that you know you see at these commission meetings you know a bunch of old guys or a bunch of old women and stuff there we need the youth the youth we need the women to get more involved and i mean how I, that's another thing i did i worked for a safari club this year at the american wilderness leadership school in jackson wyoming for six weeks nice wow. arduous as hell uh, holy yeah, cow but tell us about that what did you have to know what does that mean you you work for them what did you do i was actually teaching firearms to school teachers wow, k nice. through 12 and above that uh, from all over the united states they come out for it's basically it's a week of um continuing education for them but we teach the north american model of wildlife conservation oh, uh, stream ecology wilderness survival uh, firearms uh, national archery in the schools program so all these programs that are out there where they can take these programs back to their schools no matter where it can be urban it could be rural and even inner city and bring the outdoors into the classroom and one of the things i was doing was well the two things i was doing is uh Total blank. Well, uh, firearms, so it was rifle, pistol, shotgun. Yeah. And then I was doing wilderness survival. So they had to build a tent or a lean-to, yeah. get a fire started with flint and steel or uh, like, like, like Boy Scouts, I remember Just that. right from the beginning, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we we were doing it. It was snowing on January, or June 21st. Yes, and we're, we're out there building fires and in the rain. It didn't matter. It, uh, but they got uh, 84 continuing credit hours just for the six-day class. I got to ask a quick question for you. So uh, is it a 308 or a 556 is what you use on a crow? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You can use anything just as long as it's a gauge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it, it, I can't you. do so much, Gary, and, I, and I'm so appreciative for everything you do. Um, the reality is, guys, like you shouldn't have to work this hard. You know what I mean? How do we get more people involved, helping you out, uh, giving you a hand? Because there's so much that needs to be done, and so few people like yourself that are, are willing to step up and do so much. Well, so what do you think? How do we get more people involved? What's the first step? Well, I know a lot of people need to raise their hands. But, you know, a lot of people are saying that raising your hand is just keeping your wristwatch out of the water as you're drowning. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost get to that point where I'm... I've started saying no to a few people just because, I mean, they want me on a board of directors here or a board of directors there, and I, I, I'm just swamped. I can't do it. Right. You know, it's just not enough of me. Plus, I started another job, so which I'm teaching firearms to merchant marines. Oh, wow. <laughs> down at a maritime institute down in San Diego. So, But, uh, you know, get everybody out there is a sportsman. They ought to get somebody and take them out who's not a sportsman. Teach them to fish or show them how to fish. Take them to a range. Show them how to shoot a little bit in a controlled environment. I mean, there's a lot of great ranges in San Diego County where you can do that in a safe environment. Uh, And it's not all that expensive to start off and just rent a gun, rent some ammunition, and then get out there and and just get involved. Well, and get involved and step up. Come out and man the booth here at the gun with you. Attend the meetings. Sure. You know, sign up for the memberships. I mean, it really is... uh, 
it's too few people doing way too much work. There's so much to be done out there. So yeah. Yeah. if you're out banquets, you know, there's we're coming up into banquet season again, where everybody's going to have a banquet. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, friends at the NRA, which is a great organization yep. that donate money back into hunter education and a bunch. Oh, that's another thing I do. <laughs> I'm a master hunter education instructor in the state of California too. And there's only about six of us left right now. So, so sounds just, like you're busy. Hey, so, how do people get a hold of you? Because we're getting ready to roll oh, out. No, sorry. Yeah. We can look at uh, San Diego County Wildlife. Uh, Federation. We have a Facebook page. We have a, a website where they can get a hold of us if they have any questions. We're looking for fishing groups to join the Federation because they're underrepresented, even though we have some great people. Alright, well we'll definitely see what we can do to help you out. Looks, We're going to go ahead and take a small break, but hey, we are still here for another hour, so don't go anywhere. This is FM 96.1 AM This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.